is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, the A-Game, Adam Bailey, elder of Grassroots Church here in good old Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Today I'm joined by yet another very special guest, the main man himself, lead elder of Grassroots Church, birthday boy, Darren Cherry. The big 4-0. How does it feel? What's it like being 40? Eh. I quit caring a long time ago. Do you, do you feel old? <laughs> <laughs> I have always said I never feel old until I try to do something like um, work on my roof for a few hours and then realize like how much it wears me out or or go play basketball or something. Like I don't feel old. I always walk feel to the old. side of the room to get the remote and the live. The well, I don't. Room. I just tell one of the boys to bring it to me. Why is the remote never there when you need it? Because I have five children and a wife. And I hardly ever watch, so. We have three remotes, one for cable, one for the TV, and then one for the sound bar. We used to be like that until we got a new TV that was a Roku TV. And so it's all in one remote. We just have one remote. See, I got a Roku TV too, but I should probably look into that. But I'm saying, <laughs> trying to find all three remotes, having a kid in the house, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a chore. Makes me feel old too. It's like, where did I put the remote? It was just here a second ago. Yeah, I, I only feel old. When, if I go play basketball, you know, get out in the yard and work um, for a long time, like, then it's like, oh, I realize how old I am. Well, next year you get life alert. I got you. I'll take care of you. But anyway, listener, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Sorry if the intro was a little bit belated. Darren, you totally threw me a curveball there. You were counting down. You're like, three, two, three and a quarter. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if we're live or not. And you're like, yeah, we're live. So sorry <laughs> about the bad timing. Not like I had anything spectacular planned, but today, man, we got a good one. We got a good one coming up. We're talking about boredom. Boredom. And the reason I was thinking about boredom, not because I was bored necessarily, but it's that time of year. It is yes. January 21st at the time of this recording. There's no major holiday coming. We have Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is a holiday. It's a federal holiday, but it's not like a... You know, celebrated in the same way as an Easter or Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, not even it's not even celebrated like you know, typically Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July. You have a big picnic or something. You, this is Kelly and I've always said we absolutely love living here in Greenbrier County. We absolutely love it. It's beautiful. So much to do when it's warm because when it's warm, you've got the river, you've got the parks, Bear Town. You can go hiking. You can go camping. So much. And then it gets cold, and the options go way down. And it's so dark. Now, we are getting to the time. I think the sunset is like 5.34 maybe right here. Days are are extending. We're past the shortest day of the year. But it's still – it's a lull part of the year. Like, no real major holiday until – like Easter, we like to pretend the St. Patrick's Day is a major holiday, but really, there's not a lot there to celebrate. Most Just so of we us can are do not something. Catholic. Yeah, I think that's one reason for St. Patrick's Day. It's like, well, you know, spring is next week, and uh, I'm not Irish nor am I Catholic, but I've got this Guinness. <laughs> Put one and one together. I'm the type of person that I like seasons, <clears throat> and I like my seasons to be seasonal. So the weather does not necessarily bum me out. And what I mean by that, you know, during the winter, I don't mind it being snowy and cold. Ugh. It's appropriate. Now, I would be aggravated, albeit somewhat joyful, but aggravated if tomorrow it was 70 degrees. It would, like, oh. it would make me want spring so much more. It would be more. so awesome if tomorrow was 70 degrees. In the summertime, I want it warm. And to make it seasonal. You know, in the fall, I kind of want it you know, a little chilly. You know, put a hoodie on. I, I just like seasons to be seasonal. So as long as we stay on that track, that's great. But spring, those transition seasons, spring and autumn. At the beginning of each season, I'm cool with it. Like when spring hits, it starts warming up. I absolutely love it. During the summer, it could be 95 every day, and I don't care because I think about <clears throat> overcast, snowy, windy, cold days like today, and I go, nope, I don't care that's 95. When the fall hits – and it gets a little bit cool, you know, football's on, and basketball season, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's like, a pot of chili is, on the stove. This is cool. And then and then winter hits, and it hits right at Christmas. And it's like, yeah, this was a – January and February are terrible. February, I've, I might have said this before on the podcast, but it's a little bit more hopeful because <clears throat> the time change is so much more evident. 
<clears throat> it's that part of the podcast where I can't talk. How does that always happen? Every time. Every time. You and I have been hanging out for two hours already, and you have not had to clear your throat. Five cough, and anything. a half minutes. Boy, I came back. Well, listen to how powerful this is. It sound, oh, I'm about to make a that statement worked. with my new big boy strong voice here. Y'all listen up. This is how I feel about it. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, February. Yep. <laughs> February. It... The sun rises earlier in the morning, and I'm a morning person, so I'm beginning to recognize it. And there's just more hope that goes into the seasons for that reason right there. But it's a time of year everything is gray. Like, there's salt on everything, road oh, salt. Gosh. Our blood All pressures the trees are trees are no leaves. We're still holiday weight. We're still rocking that, probably. We've already failed our New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, trying to get things up and running, and you know, there's still this pandemic thing floating around there. It's just a weird time of year, which started to make me think. What does the Bible say about boredom? And the only time I can ever remember a pastor or a preacher mentioning boredom was at a youth conference once. I was 16. I think it was in Florida. don't know the name of the speaker. I don't know the name of the conference. But I remember he said something about boredom to this effect. He said that I was bored all the time until I became a Christian. Once I became a Christian, I was never bored. You should never be bored as a Christian. Have you ever heard anything like that, Darren? I don't know what context that sermon was in or what. It's just like, as a Christian, I was never bored. And that stuck with me. I've not heard it in that way, but I've heard it similar. And it was actually Matt Chandler has preached on it a few times where, um, and to be honest, his context was actually in marriage. And he was talking about why um, a lot of times men are so frustrated sexually within their marriages. And it's because they have all this energy at the end of the day where a lot of times their wives don't. And, and he said, you know, a lot of times the wives, maybe they work, but they come home, they take care of the kids, they cook dinner, they help clean the house. And he said, they're, they exhaust themselves for the end of the day. And he said, a lot of men, notice I didn't say all men, a lot of men, you know, they go to work, but then they come home and they play video games or they sit in front of the television, or things like that. And he said, and they just have energy at the end of the day. And he said, men should be exhausting themselves each day. Um, and he, like I said, he was talking in the context of marriage, but he's like, going to work, then you come home, and you pour into your family, you pour into your kids. And when the kids go to bed, he said, then you, he, the way he always put a check on mama's heart, he's like, you know, see how your wife is doing. You know, and he said, and you go to bed exhausted. But he said, I think a lot of guys are bored because they're not, like you say, a Christian should never be bored, and a lot of guys just aren't doing what they should. But you, by saying that, I guess referencing Matt Chandler, by you saying that, you just tied in boredom with work. And for the past couple days, I've been looking into it on Right Now Media, YouTube, uh, Blue Letter Bible, just different things. Like, what does Scripture actually say about being bored? Usually the only thing that comes up is work, work hard. And we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But um, be warned, this is a A-game warning. If you are bored, if you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, like, man, there's nothing to do, that is an easy doorway to walk through for temptation. And, Darren, you and I were talking about this morning. So I had uh, about 30 minutes of free time this morning. I'm sitting on the couch. Didn't have to take a shower for a while. And I was like, hmm. You know, certain temptations were there, but I didn't end up like trusting the Lord, and I'm just like, I'm going to go to the treadmill for a while and be productive. But whenever you're not working or being productive or striving for something, it, you're just sitting there complacent. It puts you in a very vulnerable position to give in to temptation. Did you ever hear that, that phrase, idle hands of the devil's playground? <laughs> yes, I have. At old school saying, but yeah, absolutely. It's, and again, uh, Actually, just to reference it again, Matt Chandler, I heard him preaching on it one time, that uh, this generation has more access to anything than any other generation prior to them, yet they, they talk about that they're, they're so bored. And, and so I think you'd have to define boredom. Like, is it I have nothing to do? Is it I have nowhere to go? Or is it... I have nothing stimulating my mind right now? Or is it I'm just tired of everything I do have? Because according to Google, oh. boredom is the state of being bored. Oh, we'll see. That clears it all up. 
What does Siri say? Look, no more Siri. Hey, she's only has two strikes. For two. This could give her three. This could give her three strikes, but I'm just saying. Listener, if you are listening right now, as an Apple guy, Siri is putrid. She, We went to go get pizza today for lunch. Shout out Possum Holler Pizza on the Western End. Everybody, if you're listening. We've talked about trying it forever, and we finally did. We want to start branching out to the Western End, and the best way to... You know, be be a part of culture is to wine and dine there, which yep. is what we did today. So check out Possum Holler Pizza. Definitely worth the trip. Really good wings. Good wings. Yeah, so check it out. Pizza's different. Pizza was different. Pizza's it, different than anything we have it was over thin here. Crust. We weren't expecting that. Nope. And it was a little cooler by the time we got back. Yeah, we did you can't eat there. You have to take it to go. Good service. Yeah, real sweet lady. It was good. It was good. She's uh, a real sweet lady. Yeah, so even so wished me happy birthday. Checked it out, but to find possum. Holler pizza. <laughs> don't ask Siri. Yeah, Siri, and she took us <laughs> I don't know where. It wasn't Possum Holler Pizza. It was just some dude's house. And I told Darren, should, I'm like, should I knock on the door and ask them if they have pizza? Like, Siri trying to get us killed. It was. So we had to, you know, man up, and uh, yeah. you just use Google. Hey, Siri, is she going to respond to me, or is it just your voice? Well, a minute ago, I tried to ask her to, def- no, to spell boredom, because, <laughs> you know, we had to look it up before we put it in the podcast <laughs> title. <laughs> And for about 10 seconds, she's like, I'm looking at that. Almost there. It's like, Siri, man, Google, a voice assistant. There there are so many better voice assistants than Siri. Apple, if you're listening right now, which I'm sure you are because we're kind of using a lot of your equipment, fix Siri. I know it's possible. It's aggravating, but yeah, it took us down a crazy road. Yeah. But Um, we did end up finding it because we switched over to Google. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think the boredom, you cannot separate boredom from... Laziness. And, and I'm darking back to what that pastor was saying. If you were to define boredom like, I don't have anything to do. Well, that's an unhealthy mindset already. It's like there's nothing productive you can do. Even this morning, I was looking at my uh, vent. I was like, I need to change out that filter. And that's you know five minutes right there. But I'm like, eh, I don't want to. Now, the same attitude, I'll take to the couch and sit there and be like, no, I'm bored. So I, I think there is, a, is this sense of I'm bored. Not so much that there's nothing to do, but rather I don't want to do anything. I'm bored. Like, yeah, I, there's a a lack of motivation to do what needs to be done, but also you're wore out on everything you do have. And I think that's why we get so quickly enamored with the new and the shiny because, you know, I've done all the other stuff. You know, my boys can have an absolute stack of video games uh, down in their kid cave at the house and be like, I need to look for a new game. And I'm looking over at this stack of games. They're like, well, I've played all those. You know, I've, I've played through all of them twice. And so there is this mindset of, you know, I, I'm tired of that. I do want to throw in. And I don't, if Adam, if I'm jumping the gun here, getting ahead of you, like just shut me down. But No, go for it. Um, I do want to make sure that we we differentiate between rest and boredom because there are times where you are just for mental health, for physical health, for spiritual health, just just rest, like sit on the couch, drink a cup of coffee, just have a conversation, read a book, you know, what just just rest. But we're talking about you've sat down and you're bored which means you want to do something, but a lot of times it's not what you should be doing. Lack of interest is yeah. what it basically basically comes down to. Because there's always something to do, but if you're saying I'm bored, it's like I have a lack of interest in you know, this game. I have a lack of interest in reading Scripture. Because if you look it up, what does the Bible say about boredom? Most of what will come up is like, how to deal with boredom when reading Scripture. Apparently oh, a lot of people think that reading Scripture is boring. And I don't. what are you talking about? If you read through Leviticus... How is that anything but riveting and exciting? It's actually very dry Yeah, and numbers difficult. is tough, too. So what we want to do is just talk about boredom for a little bit, and hopefully at the end, give you all just a little bit of advice. Darren, I hope you've been thinking about it for a few days. My certain tips or advice you can give to someone who is just bored, which, again, is easy to do this time of year. Yeah. Because there's not – you really – you're limited by what you can do because of the weather, because of the limited daylight we have, and because there's a freaking pandemic everywhere. It's like, what do we do now? Watch the same movie again? I was listening to Colin Cowherd a while ago, maybe a couple months ago, and he, for what I, I don't know the context again, I, this just stuck out, but he was talking about how 
as you, you look back as an adult on your childhood and you feel like, man, there was just so much stuff to do. Man, in the summertime, I got to swim, got to play games, got to do so much stuff. He's like, but if you really think about it, 90% of the time as a child in the summer, you were bored. He's like, there were, which is true, and I can, I can attest to that. It's like those dog days of summer where it's like I've swam every day for the past you know, two months. I have no video games to play. I have play basketball to where I'm just like, what do I do? Mom, I'm bored. It's like, well, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of childhood is, uh, is boredom, times of boredom, you know, in which younger children, it's harder to occupy their attention. It makes sense that way. Yeah, it's funny you think back and it's like, man, summer's awesome. Three months of woo. And it's like, yeah, like 60% of your time, my time, I was just complaining that there was nothing to do. I did see an article one time called The Lost Art of Boredom. And what boredom creates in you, though, is a sense of adventure and a sense of creativity. Because when you're bored and there's nothing to immediately entertain you, then you, you're going to have to come up with something. You're going to have to sit down and, and make something up. I mean, how many games do you make up with your friends as kids just because it's like, hey, well, let's do that. Well, one of the rules should be this and one of the rules should be that. And, and, and so you just play. You go and do that. But, but I find myself now, now, I'm not going to give myself an excuse, but I am going to give a little caveat here. I have adult ADD, okay? So my attention span is not very high. But, Adam, what about you where when I find myself, like I'm alone at Walmart, grocery store, gas station, and I get in line to check out, if I'm standing there for longer than five seconds. What do I do? I grab my phone. Yell at the Walmart employee. Well. For taking forever. Or the, yeah. I don't, yell, people, I don't want people to know yell that. Yell at but, people. But I grab my phone because it's like I'm, my mind is not being occupied by something right now. So I'm going to look. And what I end up looking up is the most pointless stuff. I scroll Facebook. I look at the same news and sports that I've already looked at that day a few times. You know, I'm sitting there at the gas station. And while the gas is pumping, what am I going to do? I'm going to jump on my phone. And it's like, I, I think the idea of boredom is changing because, you know, you said there's lack of interest. People's minds, are, our minds are so overstimulated all the time that the second something's not immediately in front of us, we think we're bored. And I think that's probably why and, and I've, I've been calling this out, Sunday mornings, podcast, online, I've been calling this out everywhere. It's why so many Christians can tell you the most pointless news that they scroll on their social media or news sites or Instagram, Twitter, whatever, but they cannot navigate Scripture with you because they'll be in front of their phone for hours a day, but they don't pick up their Bibles because the Bibles don't immediately capture their interest. Addicted to stimulation. Yeah. Uh, forgot which author it was in that uh, book I just read, Uncommon Ground, How to Find... Uh, Darren Cherry. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> how to Find Common Ground, How to Put Aside Differences in a Pluralistic Society. Check it out. Tim Keller is one of the authors. It was, it was a really interesting read. Is that the one that like a bunch of people put yeah, in Yeah, just there? a yeah. series of essays, Christians across the board, some were activists in certain areas, you know, pastors, entrepreneurs. It, it's a really interesting read. So if you want to learn, listener, about how to get along with other Christians who have completely different views on socialist issues than you, try reading that book. It's really good. But one of the authors was talking about how if you consider knowledge an ocean, basically what we, you know, all of human knowledge an ocean, basically what we're doing now is we're jet skiing across the entire ocean. Because of the amount of information out there, you just scan through stuff. Instead of, you know, putting scuba gear on and getting deep down into the ocean and then experiencing that and just taking it all in for what it is, which I believe leads us to what you were talking about because it is so much easier to, uh, I'm going to go on to uh, Newsmax Twitter feed and read their headlines, as opposed to reading a 17-page article by the Associated Press on the very political, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, I mean, say, I'm trying to be as boring as possible, but one you actually get a lot out of, one is stimulation. It, I just read through the tweet. You don't, don't even read the article, read through the tweet, instant stimulation. So when you're standing in line, 
It's like, man, I need to be instant stimulation. And that society we live in now, like no one, we just crave all that stimulation. On the same, I had too much recently. I have an Apple Watch. Uh, I've been using it for about a year and a half. But I was about to lose my mind. I went two days without wearing it because between, hey, you need to stand up. Don't forget to breathe. Your sister's working out. Do you need out. reminders She's, for that? Yeah. Deep breathing exercise. You're supposed oh, to deep get breathe. Okay. deep breathing. Okay. Which actually is very, very good for you. Breathing. <laughs> it's mocking me because it knows I have <laughs> 10 asthma. 10 out of 10 Like, why are you mocking say. me, Apple? Um, it's like, oh, hey, your sister's working out. Here comes a group me. Here comes another group me, which is our gr- uh, church messaging preferred platform here's a facebook thing here's another facebook thing here's someone st- i was like oh my gosh and i'm all this stuff is going off on my wrist it made me anxious whenever you know i wear sleeves at work it's a chilly time of year i feel it vibrating it's like oh who's at this time what what oh so i deleted all the notifications from my watch oh it feels so nice now i still use my watch for fitness tracking sleep tracking and to tell time the third reason oh, i wear figure. a watch time is to too, wear time <laughs> What? <laughs> but I, it was, it made me anxious, you know, because yeah. if I'm only looking at my phone every ten minutes, that's one thing. But for every, you know, two minutes to get notified about some too much stimulation, it was driving me nuts. Maybe y'all can relate. Uh, yeah. Boredom for me, I like being bored. To be honest with you, nothing is such a good feeling. <laughs> to, uh, for example, if you have a, you know, being a student, you had a paper, or a presentation, or a project, something due on, I don't know, Wednesday to work on it, the stress leading up to it, I'm meeting a deadline, got to get this done by Wednesday, and that breakthrough of like, oh, I think this is going to work. I put a lot of effort into it. When you turn it in, that feeling of like, oh, I did my work. Oh, man, that's – and you can use that for a different analogy on rest, but to like work hard into something and just let it go. It's like, ah, oh, I'm done. I don't have any major obligations tonight. Yeah. I want to watch this movie with my family. So that type of boredom, I think is a good thing, which is rest, as you were describing yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's recognizing the job well done and, and being able to rest in that. Um, you do have – everybody's got those friends that you'll all be sitting around talking. No friends. Some people have no friends, Darren, which is why they listen I'm sorry. to us. <laughs> well, that's true. We'll be your friends. Hey, we Grass are your friends. WV.com. We are your Tweet friends. Us, Texas, Facebook us. But how long are you in a conversation with them before they grab their phone and start scrolling? So, like, you're in a conversation. And maybe not one-on-one, but it might be a group of five or six friends around a table, and they can't even stay engaged in that. It's The mind is so overstimulated that the second something isn't capturing, you know, your attention, your interest, your, you know, imagination – you just you're gonna go to the next thing, and so I think that's why it's 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 hard for people right now to seriously engage in the scripture because the scripture was never designed to be a Twitter feed, and Ooh. you can you can read one verse at a time, but if you don't know the context of that verse, you're not gonna get it, and so it's like you have to do more than you know. Read the great example, Babylon B. I freaking love the Babylon B. And their headlines are hilarious. I have never read an article. Each one of those headlines comes <laughs> the with an article. Articles are so funny. If you're listening, check out Babylon B. It's Christian satire. It is satire. It's fake. It's like the onion, but church. just so you know, it's fake. Like, don't take it seriously. The articles are awesome. But I've never read one of them. I only read the headlines. And I think a lot of people do that with scripture where it's like, give me that powerful verse, that single verse that's going to rock my day and change my world. And it's like, that's not how it works. You, you have to understand the context. Who's speaking? Who are they speaking to? What's going on? But we are so distracted that you start sitting down to read scripture and instantly we're like, well, this is boring. It's if, like, wow. if I'm uninterested on something or uninterested in something on the surface level, I don't even try it out. But whenever I'm interested in something, I, I can't stop geeking out to it. Just finished the the novel Jurassic Park, and I've loved the Which movies. you highly recommend. Absolutely. That is one of the best reads I've gone through in a long time. But he said if you don't want to read time. the book, just watch the movie. Well, here's the thing. 
I had talked about this before, Darren, but I do not like going from uh, book to movie. Like, if I read a book, I don't like, I don't look forward to seeing a movie adaptation of it. I read Stephen King's The Stand. I have zero intentions on actually watching the series because I like it's in my mind. That is mine. Like, it works. It's up there. And s- suddenly someone comes along with a different interpretation. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. That being said, to go from movies to books is so much better. I did that with Harry Potter. It's like the movies give you some knowledge in something. The books give you so much more technical world building. So if you watch Jurassic Park, which I'm sure most of you have, one of the best movies of all time. The first Jurassic Park, one of the best Holds pieces of art super ever. super well. It does. So good. Some of the best writing. Best. Uh, cannot rate a 10 out of 10. It's easily in my top five. Uh, watched the movie all the time growing up. Whenever we would go to the library in Oceana, like I would always get that one. I'd borrow Jurassic Park. And whenever I got a little bit older and I could spend the night at my friend's house, I would always watch The Lost World Jurassic Park, like back in 1998, 1999. Which is okay. All the time. Oh, I love me some more. I just like Ian Malcolm. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a cool dude. So, anyway, I'm very familiar with the movies. If you, if, you know, going back and reading Jurassic Park, the novel, the degree in which the science is explained, the situation in which the science is like happening, the bigger themes of like arrogant science and the destructive nature of science in the world. It's a really good uh, commentary on people trying to control nature. Check it out. There's more depth to it. Um, so I, I can go from a movie to a book all the time. I did it with Lord of the Rings. I did it with Harry Potter. Did it with I'm doing it with Jurassic Park. But man, to go from a movie or to go from a book to a movie, I think I got that backwards. Well, no, did you go, to go from a book to a, yeah. a movie, it's not cool. Well, when but when you go watch from a movie, movie to the book, it adds so much more goodness. When you watch to a it. movie, there's no context. You're just enjoying the movie. It's kind of like then you go going to the book, through the articles. Yeah, then you get the book and it's bigger, it's deeper and all that. But when you when you read the book and then you go to the movie, you're like, whoa, 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 they left this out. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where where was this? Like this is an important part. But you can't wait a do second. Ron's supposed to be taller than Harry. And Hermione is supposed to be bushy haired and unattractive buck teeth chick, and she's daggone Emma Watson, who's the complete opposite of all those things. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've never read the books. Spoiler alert. What? Thanks. The difference is, in my opinion, and I'm assuming because you're listening, you care a little bit about it. <laughs> if not, you're a loser. No, I'm kidding. It's totally cool. Uh, it's the difference in scrolling through your Twitter or Facebook feed and just reading the headlines of articles and then sharing them compared to, no, I want to sit down. I want to read through this article and try to understand it fully. You do the same thing with scripture. I mean, if you, that's why I'm not a big, I, I, I like daily devotions sometimes, but you know, it's like, oh, here's an encouraging verse of the day. And it's like, oh, I woke up and I feel good. It's like, man, get deeper in there. Uh, this Sunday, I'm leading a devotion, a five-minute devotion, which is still cute that the fact that everybody gave me five minutes for the teens. A five-minute devotion for the teens. I'm like, yeah, five minutes, sure. But I'm, I'm thinking about using Psalms. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, thinking about how to unpack that, but I haven't really made it past the first line. Just like, the Lord is my shepherd. Man. Like, to stress the word my is so personal and great and heavy and deep. Now I'm just, like, thinking, what does it mean to be intimate with my creator? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Which I, I misinterpreted that as a kid. I would put that all as one line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's like, why wouldn't I want the Lord? It was like, I took it as the Lord is my shepherd that I don't want. It's like, oh, that's not right. It's like, a, well, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. He's a mean dad punishing. Yeah. No, but I, I do think it's, it is this. Get deeper. We... We say we're bored, but it's like how much entertainment do we have access to between streaming, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Sling, you know, network TV, uh, Amazon TV, and and then even just online and – you know, social media, because you, you spend time on Facebook, but then you bounce over to Twitter, and then you bounce over to Instagram, and then you bounce over to Snapchat, and I know there's other ones out there that, you know, I'm not aware of and stuff, but... Parlor. That's one? Oh, I don't think it's around anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar, but, but it's like we're oh. so overstimulated that a second something's not in front of our face, we say we're bored. And, and I, this is something I love seeing in my boys is there's times Lincoln, our, our, my six-year-old, he'll, he'll come to me and, you know, 
maybe the boys are playing video games and he doesn't want to watch and you know can I watch a show and it's like no you picked a show late you know before earlier and so you don't need to watch one well there's nothing to do I'm like tell you what why don't you just go to your and play with toys and he's just like that's no fun and, and then there will be like 45 minutes to an hour later I walk into his room and he just has all these toys laid out and he's just playing and going and it's like we look at it and go, oh, you know, cute little kid playing with his toy. But honestly, adults are the same way. It's if we would just get to doing what we should, then we will find ourselves immersed in it. Can you, Darren, look up Ecclesiastes I 2 I verses 24 through 26? And while you're doing that, just a little quick story. You mentioned earlier about how creative kids get. Whenever they're bored in the summer, how their imaginations have to be a little bit more extensive. My little sister Lydia and I, we did this one time. One summer, super bored. Ecclesiastes uh, what? Ecclesiastes 2, two. 24 through 26. Gotcha. So you your sister? Yep. One day after swimming, Lydia and I decided that we would put our towels over our heads, because we're bored, put our towels over our heads and try to walk from one end of my grandparents' property, where our pool is located, to the other end of our property, to the road. And, you know, all in all, it's like five acres. So, again, acres are square units. So think about, you know, just, just keep that in mind. Live right next to a creek. Um, had the long driveway and the road. But we thought, hey, let's see what it would be like to be blind, which is kind of ironic in hindsight, given I kind of am. But hindsight. We put the towels on our heads, and we were going to see how far we can make it <laughs> without seeing anything. Uh, 30 seconds in, I fell into the creek. <laughs> kids are so imaginative and Darren so just a funny story if Lydia if you're listening remember that she'll, she'll tell you she could attest to it but uh, people, Ecclesiastes 2 Ecclesiastes 2 24 and 26 but before you okay. read yep. um, people keep this in mind if you're if you're listening men women Christian non-Christian believer you might be not so much bored in the particular moment but you might look at your life like ah uh, typical 9 to 5 you know, running through the motion. Maybe you're just bored with your life situation. So don't think of boredom as a temporary state of mind. Think about your life situation. I think sometimes people get bored with that too. Uh, Darren, you got that? Yeah. Again, Ecclesiastes 2 verses 24 through 26. That's what I thought. Just make sure. All right. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26. There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. Ooh. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him who can eat or who can have enjoyment. For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. Ecclesiastes is such a weird book. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like Solomon, emo, emo Solomon. Solomon, after he becomes the wisest man ever, According to Scripture, uh, Solomon, who becomes one of the wealthiest men of all time, one of the best Israeli kings of all, of all time, probably second only to his dad, guy who's got so many women's, hundreds upon hundreds of concubines, reflects upon his time, and all he does, like, it's vanity, it's toil, nothing means anything. Like, he's in his room listening to Taking Back Sunday with his hood up. Oh, did you get that reference? No. Hawthorne Heights. Maybe he's listening to Hawthorne nope. Heights. Uh, maybe he's listening to Senses Fail. Uh-uh. You ever listen to Emo? No. Do you, look at me. You're right. You're 40. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Okay, think, think about the saddest country song you've ever heard. I don't know. You don't listen to country either. I'm, I'm at Not a roadblock anymore. here. But even in that, so that's really the context of Ecclesiastes. And he mentions there that there's nothing better than, being, than eating, drinking, enjoying life because of, he says, toil, which is excessive work. Like it's a good thing to reap the benefits of your hard work. Go back to that project, that school project I talked about a minute ago. You put a lot of hard work in your project, your presentation, your paper, whatever, and you, you think you did a good job, you're prepared for it, you put a lot of hours into it. When you turn it in and you have that evening free where it's like, man, I'm going to go get dinner with my friends and I'm going to bed early. Like that <laughs> sense of enjoyment you can do things and join them because of that hard work. And only, only you would think about like as a celebration going to bed early. Oh man, so <laughs> nice! I tell you what, I celebrate. I wake up early and celebrate <laughs> how early I got to go to bed. <laughs> but but it's true. Where the, this whole this whole thought pattern is, and I want to make sure that we 
I'm not talking about are, salvation. Now, if you're listening, it's like, oh, you got to oh, work no, for your no, salvation. No, 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 Enjoy no, no, the no. benefits of God because uh, you cannot work to earn your salvation. I'm no. not talking about soteriology right now. I'm just talking about day-to-day practically working. And that's what I want to make sure people understand is this. There are days that maybe I've had a bunch of meetings. It's been a tough day in the office. There's just a lot going on. And I go home, and my true heart's desire is to just crash. But in our life situation right now with the home that we have, that's just not an option. I'm not going to just dump it all on my wife and go, you know what? And and I, I'm going to sound a little bit mean right now because this I've heard, I just can't right now. And it's like, no, it's not that you can, it's that you won't. And I know a lot of people, if they listen to this, a lot of people be going, well, you don't understand my situation. And there's certain times... Don't ever tell me you can't. Be honest and just tell me you won't. But there is a difference. Angry Daddy Darren. Well, it's true. And it's because I get frustrated with and, – and, and if you know me, you know why I feel this way. Like I'm, I'm thinking primarily of men, a whole bunch of lazy husbands and dads that probably think they're bored, but they're not doing what they should. And they come home and they do just sit on the couch or they do play video games or they watch their sports, and they, and again, I'm going to continue to remind you, there's a difference between resting and, and boredom. <laughs> it's okay to rest. It's okay. It's Sunday afternoon, watch a football game. Enjoy. I tell everybody that. Enjoy. Enjoy it. But if every Sunday afternoon you watch six football games, you're messing up. Okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. You're messing up. That is hours and hours and hours and hours. You are simply distinguishing between rest and boredom. Yes. And I think Solomon did the same thing in Ecclesiastes. It's like, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Nothing better than working hard. That way you get to enjoy the fruits of your hard work. And the people who don't work hard, they're getting leftovers, which is what he goes on to say. He's like, you know, the sinners who aren't working, they're they're hunting and collecting. They're picking up leftovers, basically. Yeah. And... Man, that's that's actually kind of deep to unpack there. But again, just keeping it light, you are simply distinguishing between rest and boredom. Yeah, I when we say that you should wear yourselves out each day, I don't mean to the point of you know that you are unhealthy and you are you know struggling in your you know physical, spiritual, mental health. I'm not saying that. Take the rest. One of my favorite things, Kelly and I established it not long ago. Um, we try to make Saturday be the day that we don't have anywhere that we have to be. Now, that doesn't mean we sit around all day. We've got projects. We've got Im- stuff we want to do. Improv Saturday. Yeah. Like, there's no – I don't schedule meetings on Saturday. I don't schedule places to be at events. I want to be able to just do just with the day what is need to be done. Yeah. 3 But it, you know what it always starts with? Prayer. It always starts up – well, it's probably good. Um it always starts off with her and I chilling in the living room, drinking, drinking coffee, coffee, just hanging out, talking. Like, that's it. And and we might throw a, a show on TV, but we'll sit there. And it's just, it's rest because a long week. Yeah, you're not bored. You're just resting. Yeah. And uh, I want to touch on one thing. Before we get to our personal tips yeah. on how to handle we got some good ones. Boredom, no doubt. This is revolutionary right here. Uh, just a comment on one thing you said there. You're talking about men being bored with their life situation, like being bored with their wife. Like, yeah, I've been married for 20 years. I'm bored. If you ever think that, man, who's listening right now, go back in time to 16-year-old you. Look 16-year-old you in the eyes and be like, look, one day you'll be bored with your wife. And your 16-year-old, you'll be like, how in the world are you bored? God has given us so much liberty. Enjoy it. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I was thinking. You're like, man. Um, no, I just think that the creative liberty in a marriage is is a good thing. I'm, I, I'll drop it there. Um, oh, it's fun. That's from 16 year old Adam. Yep. So a little bit of a uh, little little bit of tippage. If you're listening, well, that's you're bored, a tip. Yeah, that's a tip. A tip. But what else? Just enjoy. What else you got, Adam? <laughs> just in, uh, uh, what's another? Am I blushing? What's another? Where's Where's hint, my inhaler? Uh, an idea. Which a little what? bit of life coaching. That you would give to somebody I've who got, goes, I've I'm got bored. three. Okay. How many do you have? I've got a couple. You got a couple? Okay. Three things. First one. First one. If you find yourself in a position where you've done all, like you've worked all day, you've gone to the office, or hey, maybe you're off that day, you went outside, you worked and you worked hard, and you find yourself in a position where you're home 
and you just don't want to do anything. You're 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 bored with what you have. You watched all your movies. You're in this sense of boredom. You are um, you know just turned off on everything going on. Hey, just go outside and sit and watch the bird. Like meditate more or less in in a good way. Just yeah. sit, enjoy that time because you're not going to have many of those in your in your life. Meditate on scripture. Yeah, like there's so many good things. Like I, I don't know. I would love to. I would love the bird watch. I'm that guy at this point. I think it'd be really cool to sit on my porch and see what birds are coming and going. Like I, that's going to be an awesome hobby one day when I can afford it, by way of time. But yeah, so if you're in the sense of like nothing stimulated and I don't want to do anything, but I've done everything. Hey, go outside, medit. Just just meditate. Yep. Just, just spend some time in the quiet. Enjoy the quiet while it lasts. That's my first tip. Enjoy it. Enjoy the quiet. Um, if, it, if it makes you feel guilty for like, well, I can enjoy it because I, I didn't do all this stuff. It's like, well, then go do it. Yes. And and there is uh, the scripture talks about Mary and Martha where Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened and learned. And Martha's running around the house trying to keep the Martha gets mad at Mary and says, Jesus, I've sat here working the whole time. And Mary's just sitting there. And, and what it is is Jesus like, I, you won't always have me with you, but there'll always be work to do. And so I'll look at Kelly sometimes. I'm like, hey, Martha. And she knows what I mean because it's like, don't feel guilty if you need to rest. She ever look at you and go be like, hey, Mary. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, Darren, why don't you get up? It's 11 o'clock and nothing's been done so far today. And be like, I'm resting at the feet of Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus is still talking. You <laughs> shut up. No, but, but good point. Good point, though. Yeah, there's this idea of like, hey, um, don't feel guilty when you need to rest. When, when you should be convicted is when there's something that needs done and you're going, I don't want to do that. Or you're saying, I'm bored. And it's like, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm, and I'm going to keep directing it back. You know, hey, husbands, you're bored. Man, why don't you sit down with the Word of God and, and pour into your wife or pour into your kids? You know, if, if you're a single lady out there and you're like, I'm bored, you know, why don't you find another lady that you can mentor, disciple, uh, you know, instead of, but don't feel guilty that we do need rest. Because we go back to the example of Jesus that he, he was like, man, we got to get away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up into the side of the hill here and we're just going to pray and we're going to rest. Freaking asleep in the back of the boat, you know, because it'd been, he'd been busy. I mean, God created in a day and it was good. He created in a day, it was good. All the work he was doing was good, 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 good. And the seventh day, I'm going to relax. Not that he just sat by and did nothing, but it was just me. And let me enjoy. Do you think he watched the birds? <laughs> it's specifically, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> cares about what happens with sparrows in the sky. Yeah, he watched. But Sorry, but, that was yeah. such a good question to ask. It caught me off guard. I'm like, man, Darren, that was deeper than what you probably meant it to be. But if he cares for the sparrows, it, he says that. Jesus says that. He cares about the sparrows. So I'm sure he, I'm sure that, you know, being the creator of the entire universe, you have watched your fair share of birds. Yep. So that's, that's a tip. Don't feel guilty when you need to rest. But I think if you're honest with yourself, you know when rest turns into uh, lazy boredom. Slothfulness. Yep. Uh, do a Bible search or um, like a Google search on slothfulness in the in Don't scripture. do a Siri search. No. Siri's slothful. That's what they should call it, not Siri. Sloth, slothery. From now on, you're going to call her slothful. But what do you got? Yeah. Uh, uh, number two, this is simple, but I think this could actually change every, you know, change your, your day today. Make a to-do list, even if it's something like three oh, things. Big time. Yes. I, have, I use the Notes app all the time, and I have one note always set aside for to-do. The Every Notes morning, app is legit. Even if it, it might be two things. It might be one thing. It might be ten things. I don't just, – just one, once a day, sit down, take a couple minutes, think about what you want to or what you need to accomplish during the day, and as you do those things, mark them off. A couple things. One, it keeps you focused on what needs to be done because you put thought into something – you're not just doing them sporadically. Uh, two, to look back at the end of the day and to see the blank areas where those to-do items used deal. to be. You saw progress, and you like that. You need that. So you do that, too, where if you have a list on the Notes app I just delete and it you get something it. done, you just delete it, but you don't, like, you don't make the list smaller. You leave the gap because you knew something was there. Yeah, totally. Yes, absolutely. And I always keep it. It's always the same notes app. Hold on, I'm going to look at my notes app today. Let's see I've what. got, I've got my list. 
I didn't really have a lot to do today because you know you and I are just you know just hanging out doing podcasts, chillaxing. Uh, number one, do groundbreaking podcast. Uh, let's see, we got bunker contacts. Oh, student loan password information. This is going south real quick. Oh, I actually don't have anything on my to do list. Let me eat my words and be hypocrite. What? Well, I mean, I had. To, I'm jealous. Know, we had to get lunch. We had to do a podcast. I've been prepping for the podcast, but anyway, just simply doing a to do list and erasing things as you get them accomplished. It keeps you on task, and at the end of the day, you can look back and look at the, the progress you made. Now, like, man, today was uneventful. You ever feel that way? You can look at your empty spaces and be like, no. The only thing I didn't do was, uh, you know, do the dishes for the fourth time. <laughs> I did them three times. <laughs> I know that feeling. But now Daddy's got to watch the news. Make a to-do list. Help yourselves <laughs> out. Yep. Um, I've got one that's, that's it's kind of specific, but I think it'll help. Uh, because, again, this goes back to what, you know, I referenced earlier with, um, you know, you come home from work. Uh, a lot of times, it's it's easy to come home from work and go, you know, guys and girls, you know. But I know ladies, you know, in our household, it's easy for Kelly to come home from work and go. I need to get dinner going, and I need to uh, get this done and laundry done. I need to clean this, and I need to send this email. And I need to do that, you know. And and sometimes it's it's really good to just come home and for about thirty minutes, just decompress. You know, like uh, if if you're a stay-at-home mom and kids, when when daddy comes home, it's like, uh, you know, hey, it's really good to see you. You know, there's another adult. Let me talk. You know, all that <laughs> daddy's home. Yeah, maybe you've never watched How I Met Your Mother. You just said the phrase "daddy's home," and you've never watched How I Met Your Mother. I'm uh, just pointing out how coincidental that is. But continue. I I haven't actually watched that, but um, but let let him let him take thirty minutes to just decompressed from the day if he needs it mm -hmm. you know or i'll tell you this you know hey men let her take 30 minutes to decompress from the day like i'm just saying there needs to be a time during the day where you can just it doesn't listen i'm not talking about and i want everybody to hear this i'm not talking about go turn on your netflix show i'm not talking about scrolling facebook i'm not talking about you know sending i'm talking about get away get quiet decompress watch the birds no we have a bird that we call him crash it's a cardinal that right outside our bedroom window is a rhododendron mm -hmm. and for months now and i'm talking like four or five months he spends all day flying into our window way to have clean windows sometimes like, they see their reflection and they try to fight the perceived enemy it might be he spends all day you'll sit there and all of a sudden you just hear the dunk, dunk, and you look over there he is trying to fly in the window every day i think you can actually get some type of strips that you can you can't see them necessarily unless you look at it from the right angle but birds can pick up on it but they they don't see their reflection you can put windows because a lot of people have that problem They're like man this bird keeps like crashing my window because they see the reflection, like, I got to kill that dude. He's in my territory. Crash. I was like, ah, oh, that dude pox a wallop. He's, he, um, we, ca we call him Crash. Oh, that's, that's cute. See, birds are all, I'm totally going to start bird watching this year. I'm going to start paying that. attention. I'm going to start paying attention to the birds in my yard. I'm you need binoculars, binoculars and a and bird a book. book. Yep. <laughs> that's what you need. So that was good. So you have decompress. Yep. Uh, your first one was. Uh, don't feel bad. Oh, yeah. Don't, you feel, know, don't guilty. feel guilty that you need to rest. Mine was. Uh, meditate, yep. essentially. To-do list. Make a to-do list. Finally, just be goal-oriented, which kind of ties into a to-do list, but just make goals. If you have not, I mean, big as small as you want, weekly, daily, three months, like, hey, make it a goal. I'm going to run a 5K in August. You have something. You, we're goal-oriented people. If you're like, man, I'm going to read through this entire you know, book of the Bible in three weeks. Like, just do something. Even if you yeah. fail, hey, you had something to strive for, and you're a failure. You're a failure, and victory is only in Jesus, so you're going to fail. So whatever, well, you'll fail, but hey. But there is a... Be goal-oriented. That's all the, I'm saying. There are people that they would rather just take the day as it comes because they're like, I don't want the stress of making goals. I'd rather just take the day as it comes. And I get that mindset um, because there are days that it's fun to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to roll through this day, and, and whatever happens, happens. However, we are better, more productive people when we do have a to-do list or a goal set. You know. Yeah, this sounds like the podcast should be titled Type A. Be Type A. I'm, 
and I get that. And some people do work better in the spontaneous, but even the person that doesn't voice their goals or write down their to-do agenda, they still are guided by certain goals. Yeah. You know, um, mothers out there that are listening with kids, it's like, you know, kids might be in the car right now. Even though you've never verbalized, you might not have even consciously thought about it. You have goals for the day. It's like, you know, i got to get the kids fed. Um, or maybe you're working. Maybe it's like, man, i got to work, and then I'm going to get pick up the kids, and then we are going to make it a point to do something. I'm, uh, what I'm trying to say is that you have goals already. Just maybe recognize them. Well, and don't do the, ha-ha, I'm going to be funny. My goal is to survive today. It's like... I know that's always cute when someone. Well, my goal today is to survive the day. It's like, uh, I, hey, who's ain't man? That's cheap. Who's ain't? But yep, yeah, just uh, make goals. You have any more? I do. Mine's. I'm gonna. The cranky old man's gonna come out at me, and it ties in a little bit to what you just said. And I hope everybody takes this lovingly. But it's just the cranky old man. No, he's mad. He's talking about you specifically, listener. Yeah, just get off your butt. Remember, I like you. Just get off your butt. Oh snap! Just get off your butt. Go do something. You know, and and I go back to you know, if you're a single guy, you know boredom volunteer somewhere you know it, it's like yeah I'm, I'm bored so what are you gonna do you're gonna a lot of times we look for things that are gonna interest me so i'm gonna well maybe i'll start working out maybe i'll go buy a new video game you know i'll go but it's like do those things but also you know maybe go volunteer somewhere go check on your neighbors your family your friends you know if you're married you know ladies maybe they're maybe your husband just needs to hear from you that like hey how are you doing or, or guys you know man just Pour into your kids. Just get off your yeah, butt and do teenager, something. Teenager, maybe you're sitting around like, nothing to do in the summer. It's like, get a job. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> a teen, get a job if you can. You can figure it out. Or, yeah, that's good advice. Like I said, refer to me this morning. I, we have a treadmill in the house because it's so easy for me to walk like two and a half miles or 35 minutes, whatever. Like, I'm going to listen to a podcast, listen to an audiobook, or even watch something on the treadmill because I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm absorbing the same information and media I would otherwise, but this time I get my active minutes up, you know? Yep. Just getting up, and it's like, man, I'm exhausted, but I don't, yeah, get up. And I do hope that people active. hear this and don't just take this, wow, these, you know, these guys are harsh. I hope you've heard some actual practical things to encourage you that boredom should never be an option. Hey, we're just talking. You and I, we're just a couple of elders, point we're of the just podcast, just a couple here. church leaders just talking, talking about it. Maybe, you, you know, you're, you're struggling with boredom. You're bored with your life, you know. I mean, take what we say and just build on it. Look into it. Google some of the things we mentioned. Uh, try them out. Or, yeah, you know, you can just get back with it. Now, you should never. I, you cannot do impressions in front of me. My bad. Yeah, because you want to talk like this. Uh, you know a guy. Uh, Jesse's going to get on to if you don't stop. I know. Right now, she's like she's in her office. Her head's up. She's like, something happened. Adam's something doing impressions. Adam's doing the impressions. The whole point is to have a conversation. We're happy you all are part of it. I said, take everything as you will. Give us some feedback. Text us. Call us. Yell from the mountaintop. No, don't do that. Um, probably couldn't hear you that way. If you made it this far, man, girl, whoever you are, you're awesome. You are 100% certified awesome, and that is a fact. Be sure to tune in next week. A lot of good stuff happening. Love y'all. See ya.